been a bad boy in my lifetime. But now I'm trying to be righteous in the Lord's eyes. Um, you know that is strike two now so next time I'm taking it for private story because the first time you were saying rubbish on Twitter and now you said that strike three I'm taking you off my private story I'm telling you now the people who are bidding for that the people who, are, who want space for my private story you know and I'm giving you that space and you're saying nonsense you're saying nonsense continue Listen, one more strike question how long did it take are, 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 are you repeating yourself are you repeating yourself you repeating yourself you okay. my question let's talk about the lord now <laughs> okay well, welcome on to episode 9 of after god's own podcast it's your boy Ira Trills um, how you guys doing and today we are joined by the lovely Yemisi uh, how you doing B I'm good how are you I'm alive and well thank you if you haven't already, for those listening, tune into episode eight, where we looked at how to set goals for the year. And we looked at why it's actually important to not just set your own goals, but why it's actually more important to understand what God's goals are for you for the year. Um, and we saw, we looked at Jonah, and we looked at sometimes what the effect could be if you go on and do, if you go ahead and do your own plan. So tune into episode eight if you haven't. Uh, today, we've got a special Q&A episode. Uh, where some we've had some listeners' questions. So, first question: um, Which person that I've discussed so far in my podcast do I relate to the most? Uh, and again, and again, I'll, I guess I'll ask you. Know, I guess I'll ask you that question as well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which episodes have you? Which episodes have you listened to? You crook. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. To be fair, I'm only up to episode seven. So I've still got cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So before I went to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so in another episode, I think I looked at um, Martha, Jesus, Mary. We looked at David, Saul. Um, who else did I look at? Adam, Eve. Uh, did I look at anyone else? Who else did I look at? I think there's more. Oh, the prodigal son, of course. Um, mm. and King Je- Je- and King Jehoshaphat, yeah, yeah. Out of all of those characters, who would you say you relate with the most, Emmy? I relate to the most. Oh, um, I know who you relate to, but I don't have any actually given thoughts to who I relate to. Um, first, you think, yeah, very good. Yeah, go first. Go first while I think about it. Relate to um, David um, the most uh, because obviously yeah, he was a man after God's own heart, and that's uh, that's who I am. I'm a man, I'm a man after God's own heart as well. That <laughs> um, jokes aside, I think I relate most with him because that's a guy who had he obviously had flaws, but he uh, what wasn't tarnished was what wasn't tainted was his um, desire for the Lord, uh, and that's like mm. me. Um, yeah, I, I don't get things right all the time. Um, but what I try to get right is how I feel about God and how I, um, you know, my daily servitude towards him and my daily zeal and passion for him. 
Um, so yeah. that's why I guess, um, a close second would be the prodigal son uh, because often, more often than not, I always think that I know better than the Lord and I always go off and do my own thing and I'm, I'm always the one sobering up and having to go back to the Lord for help. Um, but I'll say King David more so. Um, I'm just going to go with David as well. Um, only, only because I think it's just the the desire for him just to to kind of sit down in God's presence and just like, you know, kind of just have, he just wants to do what God wants him to do, basically. Like he's a, he's a mm. quote unquote simple guy at the same time. Um, so I think that's kind of, kind of like me in my journey that, you know, you just take stock. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Like he leans on God an awful lot. Like, I mean, yeah, given his own human exceptions and human desires, but generally speaking, he, you know, takes time, he finds out what God wants him to do, and then he goes it, goes ahead and do it. And that's kind of kind of like me. Like God is my because, my compass. Not because you're trying to kill someone because, for their husband, fam. It's a bit long. It's a bit long. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. See, that's the thing between me and you. I'm not going to expose you for the question you asked me earlier on before this podcast started. Anyways. Um, okay, so question two. What is your favourite Bible story? Oh, uh, yeah, it would be the prodigal son story. Um, and I guess the reason for that... Oh, okay, I guess I'll answer it two ways. I'll answer the story that I've discussed and I'll answer stories I haven't discussed, I guess, yeah? Um, okay. So in the, story, in the stories I've discussed in the first eight episodes, it would be the prodigal son story because I like the idea that when he sobered up and was on his way back, he hadn't he hadn't he hadn't reached his, he hadn't reached back yet. But while he was still a long way off, his father um, ran out to meet him. And that you know when I when I, I think when I read that for the very first time, I felt like a lot of warmth because it showed me that I don't have to get back to the gold standard I was at before God can take me back. And when he sees us change our thoughts and our behavior, even then he comes back to us, and that, that's a great that's a great um that's a great that's a great knowledge piece of information to have. Um, true, true. I guess story wise that I haven't covered yet, um, boy. Um, there's too many. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I like the idea of people getting healed by Peter's shadow. That was dope. Um, okay. Yeah, that's wavy. Uh, yeah, too many to pick from. Uh, what about you? Um, I think one of my favorite stories is the story of Deborah. And um, I can't remember the name of the king that ended up dying. But um, for those who don't know the story, that Deborah is a prophetess. And um, I think the Israelites, I think either they were fighting another another group of people um, and the leader of the, of the army basically came to her for advice. Like, you know, should they go and fight these people? Should they not fight these people? What's going to happen? And then... Um, God, you know, she, you know, hears from God and God's basically like, yeah, they will win, but it's going to be, the victory will come from a woman's hands, basically. And they're like, yeah, that's cool, that's calm. So they basically go to war, Israel win, and then the king of the um, enemy side, he goes and hides in this, um, seeks refuge in this Jewish woman's tent, basically. And long story short, she she basically kills him. And then when they find him with the um, Israel shots, Israel's soldiers, they're looking for him. They're like, oh, you're looking for so-and-so king. 
confiding in, in my tent and he's basically dead. So um, I think it's just because, you know, women are over, uh, overlooked in the Bible, but it's quite nice to see that one Deborah is a prophetess. Um, you know, that's, there aren't many prophetesses in the Bible and that, you know, women also have a role in just defending and protecting their own communities. So, yeah, that's why I like that story. Nice, nice. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, question three. Is belonging to a church necessary to be a true follower of Jesus? Oh, good question. Good question. Should I go first or do you want to go first? Go first. Lady first. Okay. Um, I would think yes. And the reason why I'm saying yes is that, okay, so apart from the fact I can't remember which book it says it, but, you know, there's um, Paul writes that I won't point in time that do not forsake the assembly of the righteous, i.e. of the saints. There we go. So, um, you know, that's the community. And I think, especially in Christianity, we need to understand that it's not about the individual walk. It's a collective walk. Um, Mm -hmm. You have people who... You pray for and people will pray for you. You have people that God will give you a message to go and, you know, speak to particular people. And likewise, people will also give messages and revelations to you. You know, people will heal you. You will also heal people. You will help people out financially. People will also help you out financially. So it's more of a collective thing. Um, And especially where the Christian walk gets hard. It gets hard at times, you know. Life is complicated. Life is hard. And to do it on your own, it's practically impossible. Like, there's a reason why Jesus had 12 disciples. You know, now you're taking my answer. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> um, you know, there's a reason why Jesus had a community of brothers. Like, fair enough, one was a snake. But, you know, there was still that community of people. Um, when Paul was going out doing, the mission, uh, doing his missionary work, he didn't go out alone. He went with people. Paul and Silas, or Pete, yeah, Paul and Silas, is it Paul and Silas or Peter and Silas? Uh, you know, they went out together. But, um, you know, so long story short, it's, it's a community of people and the church is not an institution. The church is, it's more than an institution rather. The church is a community of believers. You know, the Bible says where one or, where one or, no, where two or three people are gathered in my name, I shall surely be among them. You know, it also says that one will chase 1,000 two will chase 10,000 and that verse is in relation to prayer. So I do believe that, you know, if you really want to advance, like, yeah, you can do it by yourself, but it's hard. But if you really want to advance and grow quickly, it's better for you to be in a Bible-believing, spirit-led community, i.e. a church. That's my answer. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you for copying my answer. Um <laughs> I, I agree with you. I do think um, to be a true follower of Christ, you need to be part of a church. Um, now, what I mean, what what I mean by church is for me at a very basic level, a church is just a member of people who follow Christ. Um, it's not a building, it's not an institution. I know, I know, I know that's how we refer to it nowadays. But a church, if, if you think about back in the day when Jesus came, our churches were little, little segregations of people, groups of people. Um, sharing the testimonies and preaching the word uh, for our churches. Mm. And obviously, as time and civilization expanded, you then had buildings and congregation spots for people to meet and worship, right? But for me, yeah. a church is a group of people um, who 
right? And I, I do believe it's necessary to be a true follower because even Jesus, um, you know, the Son of God, um, even he had, even he was surrounded by people. You know, look at Gethsemane. Yeah. You look at you look at some of his hardest moments. He had people surrounding him. Um, so if that's you know if that's him, and of course we need to do that as well. If you look at um, the Bible, it talks about you know where two or more more gathered God's there among us. And it talks about how it talks about you know uh, where, you know where two's better than one for where one person falls, one person can pick them up, right? But it says, woe to the person that's mm. by himself because when he falls, there'll be no one there to pick him up. Um, mm. In that regard. I do think you have to be a true follower of Christ you need to the church because to relate, you know, if you look at Christianity as a whole, I don't, and I don't really like using the word Christianity, uh, but I'll use it in this once. It's a relational um, religion. I don't like using the word religion either, but it's a relational religion in that your relation with God and your relation with his people now, if you're not in relation with people, then what are you doing? Just taking the word, and that's it. But God's call mm. of the Great Commission is to make disciples. That's the Great Commission. The Great Commission is to make disciples. Uh, and mm. so that's, that's almost a church in itself. You're making your own church in that regard, right? So, yeah, um, to answer the question, I do think belonging to a church is necessary to be a true follower of, of God. Um, Can I just add as well to yeah. that? I think people okay maybe that's an addition or you know maybe uh, um, an extension of the answer but i guess where particularly young people are quite fed up of the church and the particular institutions i would also encourage people to also get involved in church so in a particular ministry either if it's serving if it's um sunday school if it's technical media you know that those are the other things in which you can get involved in the church aside from just oh praying and fasting like there's a lot more that that involves the church so you know that's other areas that you can get involved in you know being a participant within the church and when we say church we say a community of people as opposed to just you know the building or the institution but yeah cool cool Okay, here's a good question. Um, would you rather see? I'm supposed to answer. Oh, did you? Have we answered already? No, you no, not answer. Sorry, ask the question. Uh, are you probably sure you have me taking cocaine, fam? All right. Are cool. you sure you have me taking cocaine? <laughs> whoa, 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 we don't do that heavy. <laughs> I got you. You want to ask the question? Yeah. So, question four. Would you rather see A, the parting of the Red Sea, or B, Jesus walking on water? I mean, obviously, the parting of the Red Sea, fam. Imagine feeling like a high definition, because. <laughs> high definition, I'm screaming. Imagine feeling like walking on land. Fair enough. Fair what enough. Um, that's a good question. I think probably the parting on the Red Sea. If I saw someone walk on water, I'd faint. If I thought I was walking up, I'd faint. I'd faint. My yeah. legs are giving way. So I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd pass out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine being on the jet ski, you see a guy walking past. Yeah, so, yeah, you're done. You're yeah. Done. But then again, imagine being on the jet ski, yeah, and you're like, hold on. Yeah, you see the, you literally see the sea part. I think that's more scary, to be fair. True, true. I'm just thinking about... Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this like little meme, 
and it's basically so it's the you know the describing or yeah yeah the fish basically where the fish is stuck on one side and the fish is going to work. Yeah, that's <laughs> the fish is like, <laughs> but um, yeah, basically telling his boss like, "Ah, oh, sorry, I met you wouldn't believe it, but the fish <laughs> is generally stuck on one side and couldn't swim to the other side." That's it's very stupid, so. but it, it's it's a it's a you know it gives a little chuckle. Half jokes, half right. jokes. Uh, um, final question: Would you rather walk in the wilderness for forty years or be a slave in Egypt for four hundred and thirty years? Boy. Question. It's a bit of a no-brainer. What, 40 years? Yeah. Well, in the desert, fam? Because you wouldn't be, yeah, because you wouldn't be alive as a slave for 430 years. But theoretically, let's say, you wouldn't even, you, well, let's say you are, let's say you can, let's say theoretically you can live that long time. Let's say it's back in the day. Remember, back in the day, they used to live ages. Slave. No, 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 as a slave, a slave. There's one thing of, yeah, 430 years as just a normal functioning person, but then as a slave. Bruv, I've answered the question, would you rather be a slave in Egypt for 430 years or walk in the wilderness for 40 years, cuz? That's not be to technical. Me, this is a no-brainer question. Uh, walk in the wilderness for 40 years. In the, in the desert? Have you been to the desert before? No, but... Heat no, Okay, Joshua done it. He didn't die. Moses done it. He didn't die. But look at me, look at me, look at many of them Israelites died off in the desert. Yeah, but that's because of their stubbornness. That wasn't because of anything else. It, it should have been a forty-day journey, but their stubbornness and their hard-heartedness caused a lot of them to to die off. Wait, did they have so, food? Did, did they have food in the desert? They had manna, right? Yeah, they had manna. They had um, yeah. water. I think they had. Um, is it quail or one of the pieces of meat, basically, to eat? Yeah, so, what I was gonna, you know. yeah, what I was going to say to this is, um, very quickly before we end, is um, a lot of the time, even in the short term, it feels, uh, according to our perception, that Egypt is actually better, according to our perception. Uh, think about that bad habit you want to um, get over, right? Uh, of course, in the short term, it, it's actually more comfortable and it feels better to not have to go through learning to get rid of that bad habit, right? <laughs> so, mm. on the perception kind of things, Egypt is better, perceptively. But obviously, actually, it's not better, right? Of course, because it's better for you to get rid of that bad habit yeah um, like take smoking for example say you're a smoker yeah um, those first few months of trying to get rid of smoking were like hell they feel even worse than smoking itself right but the years or two after when you're not smoking feel even better than when you're smoking before so a lot of the time it feels better to be in Egypt but of course we know feelings are wrong and actually once you get through the wilderness and the promised land it's actually better than if you were in Egypt in the first place and that's just to bear in mind for those people who are uh, struggling with some kind of behaviour they want to change and so on. Uh, what do you think about that? Talking from experience or... Are you... Bruv, 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 bruv. I'm very close to giving you free strikes, you know. Free strikes, I'm very close to giving you free strikes, you know. <laughs> you can't play with you again. You can dish, but you can't receive. Are you mad? No, no, no. All right, cool. So, uh, okay, let me, let me, let me, hold myself accountable. All right, from anyway, we'll talk about that offline. Um, oh my gosh! All right, so again, okay, okay. Thanks for coming on, Yemi. Um, and before we go, quick question. In fact, I might just make this a thing where, where I do with my guests in general. Um, how long have you been saved for? I mean, if you are saved, and um, what's your biggest testimony to date? Um. See, well, I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor. So, you know, that question of being saved is like, I kind of always have believed in God, if that makes sense. But yeah. if we're counting, okay, when did you get baptized? Because some people believe, you know, you're only saved when you get baptized. 
Um, I got baptized when I was 19, I believe. 19? Yeah, 19. Um, so, yeah, that's just um, that's that question. Um, what else did you ask me? Can you imagine? I said, oh, what's your biggest testimony till date? A biggest testimony to date, that would be um, uh, graduating. So, Which one? long uh, story short, I'm going to keep it as <laughs> my undergrad. Uh, please, because I'm going to keep it short and sweet, because <laughs> it's a long testimony. But long story short, um, I actually got food, poison, food poisoning during my uh, final exams in final year. Um, so basically two exams, two modules were affected. And one of the modules that, um, you know, that I, I missed because of the sickness, that was actually a very niche area that I wanted to do my master's in. So if I didn't do that module, I couldn't really do my master's. Um, so anyway, because of that, initially I got a 2-2. Um, that meant I can't actually do my master's as well because my master's, I did my master's at top uni and they needed high grades. So anyway, long story short, we did prayer and fasting, intense prayer and fasting. Okay, Daniel, Daniel um, fasting, you didn't bath for three weeks. It's an exaggeration. So, um, I did, you know, seven days Daniel diet, three days dry. And on the third day where, um, you know, that was a Friday. I think I was supposed to, so I peeled basically. Um, and during that process of appealing, um, I, yeah, I was fasting. So I did seven days Daniel diet. And then on the third day, that was a Friday. I remember very clearly, you know, just praying like, God, come and take control. I need you, you know, you feel what happened. It's not my own fault. It's because I got food poisoning and the doctor gave me bad medication that caused more side effects, not my fault. But, um, yeah, where I, in the appeal, I stated, okay, let me just take the exams on Captain the Summer. They just, um, I got an email, 5.14 in the afternoon, I remember the time very clearly, that um, basically they're just going to give me, award me a 2-1, that they're just going to take my coursework marks instead of me sitting the exams in the summer. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> and that was it. So that well, was my, God. my testimony today. We, we thank God for his mercy and his power. So when you say mercy, is it because, you know, you didn't wash your chicken or something? Then they call you, how did you get food poisoning? Food poisoning. Um, I ordered from a takeaway. What did it make sense is that me and my study group, we all ordered the same thing. A double quarter pounder and chips with cheese. So we did the same thing, all four of us. Yet it was only me that felt, that felt sick. <laughs> That's what just doesn't, it didn't make any sense. Like, well, Study group and I were all just confused that, huh? This doesn't even make any sense. But yeah, yeah, that's what happened. But when did everyone want to attack? They were attacking funky ways. It never makes sense. But God is greater. So yeah. Yeah, and obviously you went to a top tier um, post grad institution after, and the rest is history. So we thank God for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Next time, wash a chicken with lemon, yeah? All right, cool. So um, where, where can we find you on Wow. Um, <laughs> where can we find you on um, social media? Um, just on Instagram, so you miss go with two eyes. Yeah, Twitter. Nobody finds me on Twitter. Yeah, because so you got because you got Instagram. a stupid burner account, fam. Yep, yep. I'm gonna tweet in peace. Alright, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, which is ire dot ae, which is i r e dot ae. Uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, ire lima, which is i r a y l l. Which is I R A Y L I W A. Uh, follow the podcast at After God's Own Pod. 
everywhere. Um, thanks for tuning in. Leave a review, please. Subscribe and share. And let me see. Thanks again, thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me.